two has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, welcome back to America's show about <laughs> video games. Player two has entered the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Peterson, aka Mashed Potatoes, and with me is my other host, Derek Murkison, aka Full Metal Merc, and happy Halloween to all of you out there. Happy Halloween! Spooky! Spooky! Ghouls and ghosts and things. And pumpkins. (laughs) (laughs) How are you this week? I'm good, man. How you been? Oh, man. I'm just, I'm in a weird mood right now. Halloween is one of my, like, favorite holidays. And I'm going to go out tonight. I'm going to dress up and everything. But I'm going out in this pandemic. But luckily, I mean, I mentioned this before, we're all doing Spider-Verse costumes. Yeah. So our faces are going to be completely covered. Our noses, even our eyes, to be honest. So maybe it'll be okay. It should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then the election's coming up on Tuesday. I'm just ready for all this shit to be over. Yeah. I mean, is it ever truly over? But at least it's not constant reminders and a bunch of people like jumping on the bandwagon, you know. It'll just be like the regular undercurrent chatter. The right. uh, the adult and me checking the news, which I am trying to do just once a week, but it's hard because it's just coming at you at all angles right now. Yeah, that's a lot. Speaking of news, so I had mentioned a few episodes back, I'm like, you know, I think the Democrats are going to try to fight. <laughs> that was the last dying spark of my hope for our political system. Amy Comey Barrett was confirmed. Yeah. So that happened this week. Buck. Anyways, moving on from that, Sean Connery died, actually. Yeah. Just recently, at age 90. In his sleep, in the Bahamas. Yeah, so you know what? If you gotta go... You know what? Honestly, if I had to go, 90, in my sleep, in the Bahamas. I'm okay with that. Yeah. This is the man that made James Bond. Yeah, he was definitely one of the more popular Bonds, for sure. For sure, so... And also starred in one of my favorite movies, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Which is not a very good movie. No. For some reason. Interesting. So it's like your hackers... Yeah. I like that. Cool. And I like that you admit that it's a bad movie, but you still like it. That's cool, man. That's cool. There's definitely plenty of bad movies that I like. Yeah, the Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde character. Forget mm, about it. Forget about it. (laughs) Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Sean Connery. You will be missed. Yep. All right. So, updates on the fast. I am starting a new long fast. Last night was my last meal. I'm not eating today. Of course... This morning, my wife baked a lot of delicious baked goods, mm. and I was like, I was smelling it as I was waking up, and I was like, shit, this is going to be tough. Like, but I decided <laughs> I decided this time to start it on the weekend instead of start it on the weekday, because last time I started on Monday, and I think on the weekend, with me not being like at work and constantly wanting a distraction from my work, which is usually food, it might be a little easier to get past that three-day hump, because my third day will be on Monday, so that'll probably be the toughest. All right. So wish me luck. Yeah, good luck, man. See how far I can... You got more strength and spirit than I do as far as that's concerned. Yeah, I'm just... I'm struggling this pandemic, man. My whole rhythm has been thrown off because I was losing weight and keeping it off and, like, having more control over my fitness when I was out in the world. And I hate to admit that because I kind of love being home. But being home, I'm just constantly on my ass. So I'm focusing more on my diet right now which is probably a bigger contributor anyways yeah and since i know that fasting can lead into losing muscle if i don't exercise i figure that now that i'm fasting for a longer period of time that'd be more of an incentive to exercise because i know i'll lose my muscle if i don't right 
So yeah, wish me luck on that. Yeah, man. So what's uh what what you got going on current events? What's going on? All right. So last week I made some comments about Lovecraft Country episode. Uh, I think it was six. The episode involving Hippolyta. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to clarify. I am. I, I think it was called right. Yeah, I, I am. am. I want mm-hmm. to clarify that I didn't not like the episode because it was focused on her. It was like the traveling through time and the space and the just all of the. It was. Just, it seemed really corny the way the mm. episode was framed, and that's why I didn't like it. It wasn't because it was based on the woman, because my wife Victoria she pointed it out. She said, "You know, you sounded mad misogynistic talking <laughs> about that." I was like, "Well, shit." <laughs> Definitely well, I know didn't you, mean man. That way. I yeah. know you, and I know your heart. But I agree, well, you like know. listeners out there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. So just want if anybody was offended by that, I apologize. Not what I meant. And, well, uh, yeah, I I finally finished the show, and I know that you did. What did you think about the show overall? Overall, I am conflicted mm, because there are really high highs and mm. there are very low lows. Mm. And I would say the finale was like a low low for me. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I kind of yeah. dug it. What 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 about it? Without going too much into spoiler territory, it felt like a low. <sighs> see is it possible to say the lows without going into spoiler territory it's really not i tell you what previous episode i loved let's table this discussion and we will uh yeah this is kind of a big episode so i don't know if we'll talk about it today but maybe we'll put it towards the end we could do a spoiler cast on lovecraft country if you want you think we should yeah i think i think pretty pretty relevant okay all right Listeners, let us know. Would you like a spoiler cast on Lovecraft Country? Email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. All right. What else you got going on this week? Okay. We got our shower and our tub refinished. Mm. Thank God. Since we moved in here, the thing was peeling. When you put soap down on the uh, soap holder, it would peel off on the soap and just, it's just gross. Ew. And so we finally got it refinished. It looks beautiful. When they had uh, torn all the old paint and whatnot off, it was turquoise. Mm. Mm, <laughs> he said, "Man, you got a turquoise tub under here. Thing is ugly <laughs> as hell." <laughs> I said, "I'll take turquoise over what it was before." Jeez, yeah, over chipping chips yeah. floating in my tub. Yeah, so it's looking good. So we about to use that maybe mm. and uh, be all clean and stuff. Cool. And let's see, I beat Crash Bandicoot four. Mm. Sold it immediately after because I was not about to go through and try and hundred percent that hard as fuck. Yeah, still that hard, was the huh? hardest Crash game. Because you got through it, though. Yeah, I got through it. But I don't like dying a hundred times on a level. I do not like it. I should have asked to borrow that. I was kind of like mildly interested, but I'm not going to buy it for myself. Yeah. I would definitely wait for a price drop. But it was still good. The character designs are great. Mm. And the gameplay was solid. It's just hard as hell. And the last bit of news for current events that I have. So I was at this screenplay the other day. And this had nothing to do with me. But one of the employees comes over to me. He's like, dude. Somebody just traded in uh, Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 on the GameCube. Mm. And when I took them in, I said, wow, these feel real. These feel new. They feel like they were just open. Yeah. And the guy said, well, yeah, I just opened them before I came in here. Motherfucker. <laughs> and I looked at him. I said, why the hell did you tell me that? You know, ruined my whole day. Because well, don't they not let you trade something in if it's if it's sealed? If it's, sealed? Like, if it's like newer stuff. Yeah. But if it's like. If you bring in a sealed Super Nintendo game, they're not going to turn that away. Oh, you're right, because they do sell. Yeah. yeah. What the hell, man? Yeah. So I'm like, if I got, if I could have met him at the door or before Bro. him, because he ended up selling them to him, and he got like, I think thirty one dollars a piece. 
That's and he could have got three hundred, about three hundred dollars for both of those for for being internet. sealed. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, just people don't do their research. Now, don't get me wrong. When people don't do their research, that's when I get my money. But yeah. it just saddens me that he, he was going to do that anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that definitely hurt my feelings. No I've never heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to touch them and look at the disc, and they were, oh, scratch-free and just so smooth. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have those, too. Beautiful. You can come over and touch me anytime you want, man. Okay. I'm going to touch my games. Are they new-ish? <laughs> I mean, they're, Yeah. I know I you know what I need to go back and look at them because I did buy them used. I don't know how yeah, new these they things are. They're were immaculate. They're well taken care of from the point that I got them, but I don't recall what condition they were in when I got them because they've just been sitting on the shelf. So I have to go take a look. Yeah. They're in my little Resident Evil section, you know. Yeah, it hurt my feelings. It really did. That sucks, man. That really does suck. I'm sorry. That's okay. I have to live with it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's it, man. That's all been going on with me. Cool, 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 cool. Well, this week, playing games, since you finished Crash Bandicoot 4, what did you move on to? Trails of Cold Steel 4. Oh. Or should I say The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 4. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, it just came out um, this past Tuesday. Nice. And I love it. It picks up like two weeks after the last game. And I'm mm. so glad that I waited as long as I did to beat the third game, because when I started up the fourth game, I was like, wait, what happened to the last game? Yeah, they just go right into it, huh? Yeah, and I was like, oh, snap, all that stuff happened in the last, like, two or three hours of the game. Like, crazy. So, a lot of JRPGs, especially, like, long-running series, won't be continuations. They'll start new stories within that universe, or not even sometimes, like, with Final Fantasy, within the universe, almost. Right. But this one, like, Trails of Cold Steel, it seems to be a continuation. Yeah, and here's the crazy thing. The uh, Legend of Heroes series all take place in the same universe. So there's three Trails sub-series. There's Trails of Cold Steel, mm. Trails in the Sky, and mm. Trails of Zero. Mm. And I haven't played Trails in the Sky or Trails of Zero, but there are characters from Trails in the Sky in Trails of Cold Steel. So, like, there's part of it that I don't really get, but I'm not here for that part. I'm here for the Cold Steel characters. So okay, I get over it pretty quickly. All right. Well, cool. Glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, uh, I look forward it. to hearing what kind of cool stuff you discover in the game and how you how it compares to its predecessors. Mm. I'll talk about the Nintendo Treehouse a little bit later on in gaming news, but one of the big news that they dropped was Hyrule Warriors 2 got the demo dropped this past week, and I think it was on Tuesday was when the Treehouse was. Uh, don't quote me on that, though. It could have been Wednesday. But I was super, super excited to play that and the demo consists of the first two story like chapter one basically the first two story missions and three right. like side missions you can play as link impa or zelda and off the bat they just you know how i told you i was worried that they would throw in some complicated mechanics that you wouldn't quite understand and they wouldn't adequately explain them yeah they do that but just through play i was able to kind of suss them out so link's pretty easy to figure out he all his combos if he does his special attack, if you hold the special attack from the point that you activate it, so you know how like all Warriors games, it's like normal, 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 special, normal, special, like that yeah. and all the combos. You hold it down and then you release it, he'll do an extra flourish. And what's cool is they all have really good mobility. So like when he starts dashing, if you press triangle, he'll shield, shield surf. And if, as long as you're still holding forward, when he finishes shield surfing after a couple of seconds, just press the button again and continue to shield surf. So you can shield surf all over the place. That's kind of cool. Nope. 
Impa, she runs like a ninja, like with her, you know, her little Naruto run, and she throws like shuriken if you use her special while she's running. But she'll keep running if you let her, and you can keep throwing shuriken so you can do an attack as you're running. Now, Impa, what game is she from? Is she from Breath, Breath of the, of the Wild? Wild? Okay, yeah, she was the old lady. Oh uh, yeah, if, if you haven't played it much at all or like through the story, you wouldn't see it. But there's a village called I think it's Kakariko Village, and Impa is there. And she's really old because obviously all this happened 100 years ago. She's like a really right. old lady and she's helping guide Link. But in this, of course, she's a young woman. And her kind of conceit is weird. She can throw out these symbols and she has up to three different symbols. And she can absorb them when she attaches them to an enemy. And if she absorbs a symbol, she creates duplicates of herself that fight beside her. Oh. So when you absorb all three, you end up having, I didn't count, but it's like at least six duplicates possibly more probably like eight maybe and that affects your specials like you'll do extra flourishes in your specials because your duplicates are helping you and your actual muso attack like your major one will be larger as well oh and they add in a bunch of extra stuff like everybody can use the sheikah slate abilities and they all look different depending on who's using them you can grab healing like through apples and have a shortcut for that but you also can grab a ice fire or thunder rod from the whiz robes and you can use those too and the dodge mechanic is there so if you dodge right at the right time it time slows down you can get a free flurry attack which breaks down like a larger enemy's stun meter and if they're stunned and you can do like a stun attack it's good like it's really good and it feels a lot like breath of the wild so i'm excited to go through it they cut off right when you go to the missions to go recruit the champions oh. so kind of like leaving you wanting more so to speak but i'm excited right. to check it out so nice yeah so i had a lot of fun with that yeah it makes me want to actually play through breath of the wild it's just so big yeah i mean but the thing is it is big but technically you could just run through the story beats because it tells you which story which missions are the main missions and if you just did those you and maybe picked up shrines you know on the way to and fro so that way you can kind of slowly build up your stamina or your hearts mm -hmm. you'll be fine you don't have to stop and do every single side mission or explore the whole time if, if you don't feel it if i you know but it makes me want to <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, I'm not going to say you shouldn't because it's a great game. I love it. I, that's why I keep playing it multiple times and why I had so much fun playing it with Ben because we were all just we were exploring. You know, it's one of those games where you genuinely can go out and explore. So, yeah, yeah but this this is cool. This is a good marriage of two games I like and I'm into it. So the night that or the day that we recorded last week's podcast, that night I played Hades and I actually beat Hades. Oh, yeah. Now. Beating it is weird because I got out, you know, I defeated my father and I got out or whatever, but then they, through story contrivances, I go back so I can do repeated runs or whatever, mm -hmm. and I won't explain how all that goes down. So it's not quite done done, so I'm still playing it on the mainstream, but a lot of, like, progression opened up as far as, like, there's this contract now where I can actually add difficulty to my runs like maybe the traps do more damage or there's more enemies or the bosses have different attacks mm -hmm. and if i add those then i can get more of the development tools i need like stuff to increase my weapon strength stuff to increase like to like purchase perks that i could before whereas that stuff that i got before was very limited now I, if as long as i keep up in the difficulty i can get more and more of that stuff that said up in the difficulty does have an effect so it does make it harder <laughs> yeah it does indeed make it harder but i'm still having a lot of fun with it i don't know what i'm going to play for my mainstream after hades because i feel like i'm going to have a space of time before miles morales comes out yeah 
Although it's coming up, so maybe it's not. Up maybe real I can. Real quick. I was gonna say maybe I could hold out, but we'll, we'll see. Monday for brawlers, I played Mother Russia Bleeds, and that is a brawler by Devolver Digital. It's very bloody. It's very grimy. A lot of adult stuff in there. A lot of fun though. It's a very brutal beat 'em up, and I'd recommend it because it constantly goes on sale. I think it's on Steam as well as Switch. I don't know if it's on any of the other platforms or not, but definitely worth looking into, I think. Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus. I've advanced the story a bit on that. It's It just continues to be good. Just a good oh, okay. ease cross persona game. Not much different I can say about it. Like, Not a whole lot of other mechanics have opened up other than what I've already explained on past episodes. Yeah, that's what I love about uh those kind of third-party jrpg games that just seem like they're real common and won't be very good and they end up being good like trails mm-hmm. of cold steel was one of those games for me i just picked it up on a whim like hmm, mm-hmm. maybe this will be good and it'll become one of my favorites so that's cool we'll keep exploring i will reap those benefits yeah <laughs> so i i told you guys last week that i picked up spongebob battle for bikini bottom rehydrated last week mm-hmm. and i played that for a bit not for me yeah yeah, I, I think you and Ryan being about the same age and being younger, I think like Spongebob nostalgia coupled with maybe you played it when you were younger helps you get through it. I'm not sure, but I know that when I was playing it, like I'll agree, it, it definitely feels updated. Like I think if somebody was a fan, I think they're going to find something there. Uh, it was a little obtuse. Like it took me a second to figure out how to get to the jelly fields. I was like, oh, I got to stand in front yeah, of this yeah. thing. So I kept hitting the mm-hmm. boundaries and it kept pulling me back. Yep. And then I... I got a golden spatula for destroying all the stuff in Squidward's house, but I wasn't directed to. I just kind of did it, right. which was cool. I came across that, but that was indicative of the fact that the game feels a little directionless to me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and then I just I was in the jelly fields destroying robots and moving around and, and you know, making progress and just got kind of bored. I was like, I don't know if this game has enough personality to kind of drive me forward because I was never a huge SpongeBob fan. It came out like just after I would have been old enough to be a fan. Yeah, I, I dated a girl who was a SpongeBob fan. I had to go all over town to find her a SpongeBob plushie because they weren't common back then when it first <laughs> came out. So she was like about Kristen's age. She's like two years younger than me. So she had just hit that threshold. She was like, oh, I'll vibe with this show. And I was over here like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Destroy All Humans. They're the PS4 remake. I did pick that up, too. Okay. That is I've played the original. The update is smooth as butter. Yeah. They did a really good job updating the game. It looks a little weird because it's the funky PS2 graphics art style that works well with the PS2. And when they update it to look good on the PS4, everybody looks like plastic, like they're all wearing masks of people's faces rather than having people's faces. Some of the humor is a little dated, but not terrible. They even warn you in the beginning. They're like, look, this game was made a while back. We didn't change the script. It may offend the modern human brain sensibilities. I was like, "Eh, okay, whatever. Yeah. But I mean... The amount of stuff that you can do, especially in the beginning, like going up in your spaceship and shooting your death ray or using telekinesis, exploding people's brains, it's all like good, mindless fun. It kind of feels like Rampage, the game, you know, Um, just going around destroying stuff. And that's just kind of the the point. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's a little bit of a story structure here and there. And then your abilities do start to open up. I feel like they should open up a little quicker than they do, but I'm into it. I don't know if I'll go back and finish it. I wasn't as bored as I was playing SpongeBob, but it did kind of start to peter out for me. So I feel like I'm just in that mode. We were talking about before recording. I'm like in that mode where I'm picking up games and putting them down. Like I'm into this. Yeah. I'm not into this. And here's I'm, the thing about, here's the thing about that. I'm not into at a, this. At a yeah. certain point, we do have to realize that these are PS2 games. Yeah. 
And just because at the time they were good doesn't mean that they're going to be good now. Yeah, and I think for stuff that you played in its hey, it's easier to go back to like the remake for Final Fantasy X. I'll play that all day. Yeah. I, I did go back and you know play through and beat that on PS3, and I even played dabbled it on PS4. Probably do it again. Like also depends on the type of game as well. Yeah, true. Because like true. RPGs are pretty timeless. Yeah, and I'm still playing Outlast Two on Friday Night Frights, and Outlast Two is gross and spooky and scary. Yeah, it's. I've been wanting to play longer than an hour each time, but both Friday Night Frights, the last couple episodes, we've been playing Ghost of Tsushima right after, so I've been cutting mm. it off like right at that hour. But maybe next Friday, if we're not playing Ghost, I'll play a little bit longer. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, here, I'm trying to play uh, Little Nightmares, because I played it a little bit, mm. but I want to get the complete edition, but every time I find a used copy, I don't know if the DLC's been used or not. Mm. So that's kind of what's holding me back from actually getting it. Okay. But Little Nightmares 2 comes out next year, so... I don't know, man. Looks good. Looks cute. Yeah, I've been eyeballing it. If you do get it and get into it, let me know how it goes. I'd be interested to hear about it. Yeah. I dipped into my PlayStation Classic a little bit. I was bored one night. Played... (laughs) I tried Intelligent Cube, which is one of those games that comes standard with the Classic. I don't like it. It's like a puzzle game where you're supposed to, like, press on the blocks to make the blocks disappear as they come at you. And if you don't Mm -hmm. do it fast enough, you get knocked off. It just wasn't fun to me. Yeah. Like, I get the conceit. I didn't enjoy it. I tried a few of the games I added to it, like this game called Brigandine, The Legend of Forsena. It's kind uh-huh. of like a tactics RPG, like Fire Emblem, but it's a little bit more complex. Yeah. It's something I probably have to bust out in FAQ since I don't have an instruction booklet because it doesn't explain at all how to do things. It just starts and it's like, figure it out. Okay. Yeah, that's a hard to find one right there. Oh, yeah, Brigandine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had it like once. Yeah, no, I, I can see the potential there, but I think it's something I have to really, like, I can't play it on a humbug. I have to sit down and commit to it, so. I think the Limited Run just released either a new one or a PS4 version of that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I'm, I mean, I think for Tactics RPG fans, especially if you like them really hard, I think that this would be one to look out for, certainly. So, Hell Knight, I played that. That's a first-person survival horror-type game. It is just a hot mess, but interesting. <laughs> like the opening cutscenes took forever and I couldn't, I could barely tell what was going on because everything was so muddy. But then we were getting, we were like stuck in the sewer and we were getting chased by this monster and we had to hide. And so it felt, you know, kind of like uh, amnesia or outlast a little mm. bit. Cause it wasn't like I had an attack or anything. And it was in first person, uh, which that type of game was kind of rare for the PlayStation. So it was very interesting to to play it for for a bit. I don't know if it's good or not, though, because I haven't played it for a bit. And I just right. busted open Legend of Dragoon again, played a few rounds. I've tried to start Legend of Dragoon probably a dozen times. And I the farthest I've ever gotten, I think, was far enough to play, like, to use one of those dragon transformation suits. Yeah. But that was about it. And that was that's actually fairly farther in the game than you think it would be, considering the cover. Yeah, for me, it's like, th- I've tried three or four times. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the hopefully inevitable remake. Yeah, well, we'll see if that happens. It's a a property that Sony's sitting on, so Mm -hmm. we'll see. All right, let's get to gaming news. What you got going on for news this week, baby? So we got a new Miles Morales trailer showcasing Mm -hmm. the Into the Spider-Verse spider suit. And oh my god, he animates exactly like the movie. So the developer, I think he said uh, they animated him on twos? Yeah. Yeah, they animated him on twos instead of I guess once. 
Yeah, or fours. I don't or know exactly fours. what what language he's using, but yeah, it looks like they mess with the frame rate to make it match the movie, and it fits the game surprisingly. And I'm that's the suit I'm gonna be using the whole time. You know what's cool? I heard I heard that you can actually apply that animation style to the other suits if you want. Really? Yeah, I don't know how that would look though. I think I just prefer to use the Spider Verse suit for right. that. But yeah, but yeah, definitely, definitely. So I I can't wait for that. It's get it's got me itching for this PS Five, man. And yeah. I'm not really like I want it, but I'm not like like uh, one of my buddies. He wants to camp out and do that whole thing, mm. and, I'm, and I'm like, bro, I got a whole ass family, and, whole ass family, and the covoid out here, <laughs> right? So I, I'm not trying to do all that. Sit well, you can always come over and visit and play the PlayStation Five with me, man. Yeah, I'll pet it and you set know, you across the room over there. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> good, he's a good boy. Yeah. He's a big boy. He's so big. But like I said, I've got. So much credit this replay. I'm just waiting on somebody to bring one in, mm. inevitably. Yeah, because I don't have right. to have it new. I don't. Mm. Mm. I would like to open it new, but if I mm. can't, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. But uh, cool. speaking of PS5, Best Buy announced that they will have PS5s and Xbox Series Xs in stock on Black Friday. Hmm. So if you are in the mood to get trampled, in the mood, yeah, then show up at Best Buy. Probably the day before. Probably on Thanksgiving at 6 a.m. <laughs> Bring your turkey dinner and your tin foils. Yeah, I I can't even like I Black Friday already. I haven't done that in. I haven't done that since Circuit City was a thing. Yeah, brick and mortar Black Friday. That's a that's a young man's game. I'm not yeah. with it. <laughs> and it's it's just I hate to see you hate to see it because mm-hmm. these people literally people are running just to spend their money. Mm-hmm. And that just that mindset doesn't work with me. Mm-mm. It's just not the type of mindset I have. I want to keep my money or make it make some more. I'll buy myself something nice every once in a while, but I'm not mm. rushing and running anywhere to spend it. Mm-hmm. Especially when you get all this stuff online, right? So you know, especially with COVID out here, I don't know what's I, Black Friday is about to be a mess. Yeah. It's going to be a mess. I'm going to sit back and watch it from my home. Mm, sit back and watch the world burn. Watch the <laughs> world burn. Okay. Uh, let's see. Got some new Final Fantasy 16 info. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the stuff that interested me. There was stuff about Mother Crystals and all that. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to okay. talk about dominance, icons, and the main character, Clive Rosefield. So if you remember the trailer that we got, mm. at the end of it, there was two characters saying, I'll, one character said, I'll kill you. Uh-huh. And the other one says, if it's the last thing I do, they confirm that that is the same person. So uh-huh. I don't know if there's some sort of split personality thing going on. Didn't he have two different color eyes? Yeah, he had two different color faces and hairs. Oh, <laughs> he had different yeah. everything. So one He's guy had possessed. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So I'm excited about that. Dominance are basically, if you watch Naruto, they're Jinchuriki. And what that means is that they have some sort of monster bound to their body or inside of them so basically in naruto he has a nine-tailed fox sealed inside of him and you know if he's not careful he can turn into it in final fantasy 16 the dominants have the icons and or summons sealed inside of them so when they need to like protect the city or whatever they can transform into the summons which i think is very dope because i love naruto and i love that concept so I can't wait to see how that plays out. The little kid in the trailer is actually the main character's little brother. Mm. So 
Like, it, there's definitely going to be some feels and heartstring tugs. So I can't, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah. I remember I said uh, I could, and I was a little iffy about it. Yeah. But I'm starting to feel hopeful. You're sold. Feel, okay. Yeah, I'm starting to feel hopeful. So. Cool. Uh, let's see. November PlayStation Plus games for the PS5. We are getting Bug Snacks for free, mm. which I think is a good look because yeah. I don't think anybody was excited for that. But I also don't know how that makes them any money. The developer. Well, PlayStation will give them money. That's how the they'll, PlayStation they'll just, Plus just works. Give them money. Yeah, like the Plus games, the developers all get a cut of like what they'll do is they go, we're gonna put this on Plus. We're gonna give you X amount of dollars per copy of the game that's downloaded or whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right. That'd be, I can dig that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Shadow of War. Is Honestly, it's be... probably a smart move because I don't know. I mean, I, I, I kind of like your conceit because like, okay, it's a new launch game. People are going to be hurting for games to play on their PS5. So you would think wouldn't they just want to go ahead and just leave it out there to buy. Right. But again, if they can get guarantee that everybody's going to download it because they need to play it, then maybe they already know they're going to make their money back. So who knows? Right. Yep. Uh, the other two games are going to be Shadow of War and Hollow Knight. Which I'm actually very interested to play. Never played it before. Yeah, it's got good ambiance, good music. It's really good. It's it's a little hard, but if you uh, stick with it and it'll gently guide you through, you know, deaths, especially when you fight the uh, the main antagonist or one of the main antagonists Mm -hmm. that'll show up, you'll start to go, okay, I need to I need to step it up. And then when you really get kind of you master the controls and how to control your character, you're gonna have a lot of fun. I think. Yeah, can't wait. Unsurprising news, Cyberpunk 2099 was delayed again to December 10th. So 21 days from its original, well, not its original release date, but from its last release date. And uh, basically they said the reason is that they're trying to make this game work across nine platforms. And I totally get it. You Mm got to get it on PS5, Stadia, Xbox Series X, PS4, uh, Xbox One, PC. Yeah, I heard the main trouble is current gen systems. Yeah, so I definitely don't fault them for that. We talked about it earlier. There's definitely enough games to play right now. Especially in November. Yeah, but some people don't think that. And they decided that they wanted to send CD Projekt Red some death threats. Which is just so over nerds, man. Yeah. Like, it's just... Because you know it's just nerds. Like, they're... We're we're big nerds, but we're never going to be to the point where we're going to threaten your life if you don't yeah. release this game. Like that's the extent of some of these people's emotions. Yeah, it's crazy, man. One guy said he's going to find the address and light his whole family on fire. I was like, what? I was like, this is yeah, ridiculous. I, I don't know, man. People I mean, don't. I don't think people understand how much work goes into this. Clearly, right. Clear. In fact, because if anything, they should delay it further because of all the crunch. Like, my main beef with CD Projekt Red is its management crunching its employees and how they get a pass because they're favored right now by our community. Right. Because it's, it's, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's in vogue to dunk on EA or Activision, right? Mm-hmm. So when they do crunch, then people go, oh, pile it on. And, oh, EA's getting sued and they're going to pay $500,000 a week until they pull out loot boxes from FIFA and Europe. Ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it comes to like Rockstar or CD Projekt Red, they can abuse their developers any way they see fit because they put out games that people consistently like. And so they make excuses for them. I mean, it just shows a lack of empathy, I think, with a lot of vocal people in our yeah. community. I don't think it's a majority, and I hope that all of this is bullshit. It typically is, 
but it's just it's just fucking low class, dude. Yeah. Like anybody that listens to our show that sends a death threat to a developer, fuck right off. Seriously. Mm-hmm. That's I, the, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. Here's the thing about crunch. I think crunch is fine if the employees are compensated fairly. But also <laughs> I know it has to do with like them being tired and overworked and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, I'd but, have to disagree because yeah. I think it's an industry practice that needs to stop because, I mean, studies show that the longer that you work, the more diminishing returns you receive and you can offer somebody compensation or whatever. You can pay people to do a lot of ill shit that they don't want to do if they're desperate enough. True. And I don't like putting people in the position to sacrifice their health or their families because you're waving money in front of them. Like that's, that's like the pernicious aspect of capitalism is that if you get enough capital, like Jeff Bezos you know, the amount of pull he has with his employees, people working at Amazon, you know, distribution centers are fucking pissing in cups so they can make like their rate. And if they don't, somebody else will get hired. So the thing is, yeah, they're getting compensated. But imagine if they're like, you know what? I think I'm going to pass on the extra money and just work my regular hours. How long do you think they're going to be working at CD Projekt Red? Not very long. Exactly. So on the surface, I feel like I get your point. I think that's a point that a lot of people have tried to make. And it seems like it works on paper, but in actual practice, that's my concern is it's not just that dynamic of play. It's the pressure to accept it or lose your job. Yeah, I feel you. It's unfortunate. It really is. Yeah, but, but I'm I'm excited to play it and I want to support the developers and I appreciate all the hard work they're putting in. And I hope that this pressure, you know, from like Bloomberg News, Jason Schreier and other reporters about their coverage on crunch and just the kind of cultural shift we're seeing with a lot of young people and what they expect out of being in the workforce. I hope that that does yield some positive change because I think we have to stop building our empire on the broken backs of our people. We need to lift our people up, get them to be whistling while they're at work, Mm -hmm. not crying. You know what I mean? Anybody that's ever worked retail, which is probably everyone. Yeah. At some point knows how (laughs) it feels. It sucks. It's the fucking worst. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but on to uh, more delay news. Far Cry mm-hmm. Six has been delayed to February eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Were you looking forward to that? Simply because the main villain Giancarlo Esposito, mm. and if you know anything he's about him, yeah, from Breaking Bad, uh, he's in the last episode of The Mandalorian, and he's just overall an awesome, awesome actor. And he mm. deserves all the work that he gets, honestly. So, Ooh. honestly, seeing that it's delayed, eh, I don't really care that it's been delayed. Uh, the last Far Cry game that I enjoyed was 3, which mm. is arguably the best one. Mm. I played 4 for a little bit, but it just seemed like a rehash of 3. And 5, I didn't touch at all. I jumped on 4 as my first. I was always interested in 3, but I just never got around to getting it. And then when 4 came out on the PS4, and I, you know, I... It was. I didn't have a ton of games on the PS4 at the time. Yeah. I picked it up and I enjoyed it. I got really far, but I never finished it. And then it kind of petered out for me. And then since I never finished it, I didn't. I think I may have picked up the Far Cry Five add-on game. What was it called? Uh, New Dawn. I think. Yeah, I have yeah. a copy of New Dawn that I've never touched because I got it on like for really cheap. I got like twenty bucks at the time. So, well, if you want to beat uh, Far Cry Four real quick, pro tip: if you Sit at the table and wait for pagan men to get back. Then the game will end and you'll find out like his connection to you and everything and what was going on. Then the game ends. Oh, 
Yeah, so if you want to know what's going on and actually see it in motion, then you can just wait for him at the table. Good tip. Yeah. Some hopeful news for me. Mm. Konami just filed a trademark for Bloody Roar. Oh. And I was doing some research. The last time they did this, it was for a pachinko machine. Right. And we know how Konami is. They just they love their pachinko. I wasn't going to say anything. I didn't want to kill your hope, but... Yeah, well... It's like the stuff that was detailed in the trademark was the same kind of stuff that was detailed when Killer Instinct was trademarked by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And then that eventually ended up being Killer Instinct on Xbox One, which is a great fighting game. So mm-hmm. I can only only hope and pray that Bloody Roar makes a comeback because it was one of my favorite fighting games back on the PS1 with Bloody Roar 2. So I wish hoping. Konami would just sell all their shit to Capcom. <laughs> Man... Like Cap- <laughs> you know what I'm saying, <laughs> bro. Capcom is like the Cap God. Marvel Studios <laughs> of gaming of, of right develop- now. Yeah, they yeah. are. They've yeah. been crushing it, man. Easy home run after home run. I can't. For sure. I can't see them fucking up no anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, time will tell. I mean, they I can. Mean, they, but... they, they'll. I, I see them making missteps, but they always seem to kind of like walk it back and okay, let's go this direction. Yeah. So no, I I have faith in in Capcom to uh keep on delivering even if they make mis- missteps every now and then yes. for sure like street fighter 5 i think was the the misstep where they were like okay we need to actually do some good stuff <laughs> yeah or resident evil 6 when they're like oh okay let's back the let's back the street yeah. up and yeah. do seven yeah <laughs> so no 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 i'm we'll see man i'm gonna hope for your sake that this does not mean another pachinko machine if it does i look forward to another hilarious episode of fuck konami news by right. jim sterling he yeah. rails on them worse than anybody else. It cracks me up. Oh, boy. I really want it. I want Bloody Roar 2. <laughs> what else you got? Lastly, the PS2 celebrated its 20th anniversary in North America on October 26th. Pew, 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 pew. Yes, almost old enough to buy a drink, baby. Oh, yeah. We'll I take can, you out, girl. Yeah, Get I'm you a Cosmo. <laughs> did you have a uh, nickname for your PS2? I did. I, I don't know if you did. Oh, no. I, nope. used, to call, I used to call mine uh, Vera. Vera. I was like, come on, Vera. Let's Vera go. Bradley. Let's go on this trip. <laughs> um, we've already it. told stories about our first PS2s on this show. I got mine at KB Toys for 500 with uh, Tekken Tag Tournament, SSX, and Dynasty Warriors 2. You got yours. When was that? So I was, I think, 12, 11 mm-hmm. or 12 at the time. And I did this uh, after school program where if you completed it, you got 80 bucks. And my mom said, if I. If I got the 80 bucks, then she would pay for the rest of the PS2. And at wow. this point, the PS2 was, I think, I think $200. But I was a child, so I didn't know how much it actually was. But she ended up buying it for me. And the first game that I got was Tekken Tag Tournament from my friend at school. He sold it to me for 10 bucks. Cool. So, yeah. That I was remember my... the Tekken Tag Tournament story. Yeah. Oh, PS2. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah. Happy for anniversary, the longest... baby. <laughs> for the longest time, it was my favorite system. I think at this point, I can let it go. I mean, I think it's still in the top five it's one of the most solid consoles there are like it's got tons of titles and it's got bangers i'm talking about series that people have come to know and love that either started on the ps2 or came into its own on the ps2 right Mm -hmm. like for me the four horsemen of the ps2 will always be grand theft auto 3 devil may cry final fantasy 10 and metal gear solid 2 you can't mess with them titles man no god of war in there 
Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can add that in. I'm just saying, like that for me, that was like the big, the big solid. Yeah. But yeah, God of War started on there, and it, it was amazing. Um, I mean, God, we could talk all day about yeah. amazing Kingdom PS2 Hearts, games. God of War, yeah, Kingdom Hearts got started. The Ten Horsemen of the PS2. Yeah, right. The right. Twenty. Right. Like you just keep going. So the Nintendo Partner Showcase happened Tuesday or Wednesday, and they showed a lot of partner games. They gave some updates, I think, on a release date for Bravely Default. It's coming out in February, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bravely Default 2. It looks pretty good. Some news about cloud gaming. So they're going to do cloud versions of Control and Hitman 3. I've been seeing, because I'm in a part of a few Nintendo Switch groups online, I've been seeing people show like the servers down or it can't support you or your wait time is 252 people like not everybody's been able to get on to play that game so oh. i got flooded a little bit because they gave like a free five minutes to play it i think to try it out oh. see if like your internet connection works for it for those who don't have the option cool i'm glad for you i would rather wait for proper ports if anything or i mean for me personally just gonna play control on you know my other systems i'm good All right but it's kind of neat the big news for me, though, was No More Heroes 1 and 2 immediately released that day. HD versions for 20 bucks each, although they're on sale, I th- think now for like 18 right now for a few days or maybe a few weeks. Nice. If you haven't had a chance to play those and you like wacky, irreverent, ridiculous Japanese games, pick them up. They're really fun. Yeah, I need to get into those. Back into them anyway. For sure, for sure, for sure. And then, of course, the demo drop for Hyrule Warriors. They showed a new trailer where you can actually control the Divine Beasts, and it looked awesome. So I'm extremely excited about that. Nice. Uh, let's see, what else? Super Mario 3D All-Stars released an update to allow people to invert the camera. What? No word on whether or not they're going to fix the camera for the 64 version, <laughs> but, you know, what? the fact that they're doing, oh. like, post-release updates gives me hope. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of sorry, oh, yeah, speaking of 3D All Stars, man, that game is everywhere. I see it brand new Walmart, Best Buy, right? Like at least twenty copies every place. So I don't think play Nintendo scalp the scalpers. Yeah, <laughs> it's like psych. Yeah, it's really yeah. funny. Don't pay scalper prices. Go to your local department store. They will have it. I guarantee. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I guarantee it. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, Netflix is making an Assassin's Creed show. So. Okay. I'm kind of on the fence about that. I mean, I think it could be interesting, and I think Netflix has a good track record. There's some Ubisoft execs, of course, executive producing this, and we all know how I feel about Ubisoft. So, Ubi, mm, Ubi. So maybe I'll uh, I'll just dunk on the show when it comes out, and that'll make me feel better. I don't know, but may- maybe it'll <laughs> well, be good. Watch, so, watch, yeah, I was like, watch it be amazing. I know. So for fans of Assassin's Creed, you got something, that, and and uh, you don't really care about what they do behind the scenes. You got something to look forward to. So, there you go. Nice. Let's see. PlayStation is giving PS5 camera adapters to VR owners. Basically, you have to have something different for PS5 to play VR on it. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of those people that have the PS4 VR and you're going to get a PS5 and you plan on playing VR on PS5, go to Sony.com or whatever or Google it, look it up. Somebody will give you a link. And you can make a request that way they can send it out because right now they're sending them out for free. Later on, you'd have to pay in order to do your right. VR update. So, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I think that is it for me. So, right. uh, Derek, there's just one question that I think I uh, I need to ask in the midst of this pandemic, on the eve of the election, on Hall- All Hallows Eve. <laughs> 
All Hallows I, need, I, need, I just <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know what kind of pain are you feeling? Oh man, I'm feeling that Mandalorian pain, man. Oh baby, yeah, just dropped. I think yesterday. This the is first the way. Episode of man, this yeah. is the this is the way. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I I just I this is what Star Wars is supposed to be. It's supposed cool. to take you to like this cool place with all these different races and languages and just concepts and make them cool it's not supposed to be some sort of dramatic soap opera thing mm. a and galaxy they, far far away yeah they're they're killing it man mandalorian is so dope i know we were talking about it last night we we're talking about it, i don't know if we were talking about it or if i watched a video on it but uh somebody said that they were no i watched a video on it somebody said that they were glad that they were Showing us stories that weren't related to Jedi and whatnot. And I was like, oh, well. We were kind of talking about it last night, too. Because you had made a joke about Darth Vader showing up. We were like, no spoilers, because none of us (laughs) had seen it yet. Darth Vader doesn't show up, by the way. No, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, he doesn't show up. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I think it would be okay if Jedi showed up. But I'm I'm hoping that they kind of just stick to their own thing within the universe. Because, you know. Well, I I know that they've come out with news that a certain character will be showing up. So... Okay. But yeah. Well, yeah, this episode was really good, man. It was, don't want to spoil anything. It was just kind of one of those one-off episodes that seemed like just kind of an adventure thing. And there's a problem that needs to be solved. And the Mandalorian has to figure out how to solve it. It was my favorite. I liked that yeah. there were so many of those in the first season. I like the one where he went on that heist with like Bill Burr and a bunch of other people to that yeah. ship. Yeah. And that was like a really small set, but they had a really fun episode within it. You know, it's cool. Yeah, this one, this one, and it has a couple of really cool cameos. So, yeah. Can't wait till you see it. We talk about it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe we'll wrap about that next week. Cool. Well, I am feeling the Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer right now for a couple of reasons. One, I mean, it's just good. I think we talked about it last week, but it's really fun. I like, you know, how you have the different classes and how they all work together. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to kind of getting through and finishing the story mode when you have some free time. Oh, yeah. But my main thing, though, is it just got me back into liking playing with people online because you guys noticed I was I was leveled when we played last night because, you know, since you guys are not as available, I just I would just hop on and like do quick plays and go into random fights with other people. Some of them wouldn't use their mic. So I did a lot of silent plays with people, but other people would. And I would say hi to them and, you know, they'd friend me like, hey, let's let's hang out, you know, and. I just I forgot what it felt like to go online and play an online game and meet people and work together and have fun. And I haven't done that, you know, consistently since like 360 days. And uh, I missed it, you know. So I'm feeling Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer just for getting me back into that game. You know, it definitely puts me back in that mind space, too. Yeah. I just wanted to play with people. Yeah, whereas for the longest time I've been like, nope, solo. Yeah, all by myself. All by By myself. myself. (laughs) <laughs> can't wait to play all by myself <laughs> yeah so not that there you know i still don't see value in that because i most certainly do but i'm i'm into hanging out and and uh working with people online again and and uh i gotta thank ghost of Tsushima for that so yeah thank you sucker punch oh man speaking of new awakenings and and transformations i, I just feel oh, i feel like my power levels are growing it's over 9,000! Oh, for the Derek X Mike Anime Challenge! 
I want to be the guy. You're too young to be the guy. Maybe when you're older. This week, we're doing episode 6 of Berserk, and we're doing episodes 16 through 18 for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So Derek, tell me, episode 6, was it every bit as hype as I had promised last week? Now, before I get into it, okay. I started this show expecting like super, super hypeness like all the time. And I had not gotten it until this slow episode. Burn. Yeah. Yes, it was a very slow burn. This episode was titled Zod the Immortal. Mm. And I already knew this shit was about to go down. Woo. So basically, they run into a castle and their mercenaries start speaking about how everyone's getting slaughtered inside. They're like, well, maybe it's Zod. What, you mean Zod the Immortal? What, you haven't heard of him? <laughs> yeah, little uh, Rickett. Rickett, okay. So Little Rickett explains the legend of Zod. Nosferatu Zod. Yeah, Nosferatu Zod, as he's known. Yeah. And uh, when I when I heard the name, because I had heard the name before, and I was like, oh, so they just decided to take two badass villainous characters and just combine them. Nosferatu mm-hmm. and Zod from Superman. <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically Guts, uh, all his men ran in, and he's like, I got to go in there. Those are my men. Blah, blah, blah. And so he runs in there, and all his men are like slaughtered, and it's a it's a mess. And then he finally runs into Zod, and he's this hulking figure with like a couple of horns on his heads, and he just doesn't look human at all. And Guts uh, begins to fight with him, and he is absolutely terrified because this man is strong. Yeah, yeah, this man. Well, I say this man, but he's clearly not human. But they start to battle, and Guts, like, evades some of his attacks and damages him a little bit. He's like, wow, you're the first person to ever damage me in however many hundreds of years or whatever. He's like, let's make this a good fight. And then he transforms into a giant bull demon, and Guts, the look on Guts' face, I was just like, I've never seen this man this scared Yeah, of anything. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, <laughs> like, he's, he's just he's, like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's terrified. And I just think that they did a good job of portraying that on mm. his face because I I was scared for him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know you're gonna make it through this, but because how... he was barely, I mean, you were thinking he wasn't gonna win when he was just like kind of humanoid, and then right. he walks out, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> right? So yeah, he's getting ragdolled by Zod, mm-hmm. and then uh, Griffith decides, oh, he's not going out like that. So he goes in there with a few men, they shoot some arrows, uh, Zod blocks them. And then it's just Guts and Griffith versus Zod. Mm-hmm. And they do one little coordinated attack. Griffith slices off his arm, Zod's arm, and Guts ends up just kind of stabbing him. I don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah, he pierces his other arm. Yeah, yeah, he pierces his other arm. I was like, oh, you could have you cut off the other arm, Guts, but whatever. Because uh, <laughs> Guts has a way bigger sword than Griffith. And I'm trying yeah, to figure Guts out how Guts has got Griffith... more of a bashy style, and Griffith has a very slick, yeah, he's fast, fast he's surgical style. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, of course, that doesn't stop Zod. Mm-mm. He continues to mollywop them. <laughs> well, he picks up his arm and then just puts yeah, it back on. Yeah, like, oh, well, shit. And he regenerates. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, so I'm just going to have to kill them both at the same time. He walks over to Griffith, and he sees the egg of the king. Around his neck. He yeah. it. He's like, the egg of the king. How could someone like this have it? The crimson bayonet of the god hand. And I was like, hmm. That's a lot of lore that you're just yeah. spitting at me right there. Mm-hmm. And then he just looks at Guts and he says, hey, man, that was a great fight, but watch out for this dude. <laughs> yeah. Because this man is nothing to play with. 
And I'm like, wow, that wasn't foreshadowing at all. He was like, <laughs> if you think this man your friend, then know this. When his ambition crumbles and all around him turns to dust, you will be destroyed. You cannot escape your fate. Yeah. And I was just like, damn, dude. You cannot escape your fate. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just fucking flies off. Flies out, sprouts <laughs> wings and flies away. And so uh, one little interesting side note. Yeah. Uh, the voice of Gaston is Sean Schemmel. Yeah. The voice is Goku. Nice. And it's literally his Goku voice. I was like, oh, Goku's in this. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny, but uh, <laughs> probably 10 out yeah, of 10 Ga- episodes. Gaston's like one of uh, the soldiers and the uh, Hawks Raiders, which is the ban- the portion of the band of the Hawk that Guts leads. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think that's why he was so pissed because they're trying to take this castle and he's like, it's been hours. Why haven't my men taken this castle? And they're like, don't go in there, Guts. The guy, there's, they're being held back by one soldier. He's like, one soldier? I can't stand it. I gotta go in there and stop him. And Gaston's like, no, I love you. No. <laughs> it's just, it. it um, I love how much Gaston like cares about Guts as like a leader or whatever. But yeah, him going in there and then like facing that down, like, yeah, dude, that was a tense episode. Yeah. My thing was, he just literally just sprouted wings and flew away. I was like, oh, like, yeah? He was like, peace. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go. And that was the first thing. That was the first time Guts had seen anything remotely non-human or supernatural. Yeah. So, yeah, he was. I mean, I love how Griffith saw it. And his eyes raised for a second, but then he immediately regained his composure. I'm like, that's so Griffith. Right. He was like, he was like, oh, shit. Okay, let's fight it. Right. <laughs> so, is that yeah, pretty much how it ended? Or Yeah, that's how, that's how it ended. They uh, ended up getting out. And, yeah, that was it, man. We'll see what happens. Sounds like they got uh, they got injured pretty badly, so hopefully they recover okay. Go lick their wounds. So, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Episode 16. Edward, Alphonse, and Winry head back to Central, and they shoot to a scene where Ling is found by Central Army officials, and he's arrested because he's an illegal immigrant. Mm-hmm. Apparently in Central, they also do not suffer people who come in undocumented. Right. Sheska, which is that really cute Liberian lady that Hughes hired after she like, you know, wrote books from memory or whatever. Mm-hmm. She accidentally reveals some information on Mustang and his investigation into Hughes to Envy because Envy is disguised as one of the captains. She like disguised as a black man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I, I hadn't met this guy before. Captain Fokker. He's like a new guy. Mm-hmm. But um, it was funny. She uh, she was like, yeah, you know, he's he's too. I really miss Hughes, and he's looking into it. So Envy now knows that like Mustang is fervently yeah. investigating Hughes's death. Mustang uh, tells the Elric brothers when they come in because they're looking for Hughes that he retired from the state military and retired to the countryside. But they almost immediately learn. I can't remember who told them. I think it might have been Ross that he was actually died. And then they they go and visit Gracia and Alicia, which is Hughes's you know wife and his daughter. Mm-hmm. And Winry already came and found out too. And they, they apologized to Gracia and Edward. Like, he's just like, I don't even want to like, I think even Alphonse is like, I don't want my body back. And people keep dying like this. Like this sucks. Right. And Edward's definitely blaming himself for Hughes's murder. Gracie was like, look, if you guys are fighting for this and my husband thought it was worthwhile to fight for it, then don't stop. Because if you do, his death will have been in vain. Right. Envy decides that because Mustang is pursuing Hughes's murder, that they may need to come up with a plan to try to derail him. 
And the very next day after, kind of Envy says, I think I have a, might have a, uh, I might have a plan to try to like distract. Basically, he described it as give Mustang a bone to chew on. And then the very next day, Ross is arrested by Colonel Henry Douglas for Hughes' murder, which I thought it was interesting that it took that long, but somebody must have tipped them off, maybe. Mm-hmm. So Ross, if you remember, Envy impersonated Ross when Envy murdered Hughes. I mean, at last minute, Envy actually changed to Gracia, but for a minute there, that's why that's why Hughes recognized. He was like, Ross has a mole, you don't. <laughs> right. So now Ross has been arrested for the murder. The next episode... Ross is placed under military police custody and interrogated by Douglas. Barry the Chopper, that uh, suit of armor that's like a psycho that you know was like kept by Mustang as being interrogated, sees the newspaper article about Ross's like being arrested or whatever and possibly charged, and like just leaves the safe house and then by himself goes and raids the jail to break Ross out. Which I was like, I felt like I was like, okay, somebody sent him to do that because I knew that because he wasn't killing the guys. He was knocking them out. Mm -hmm. And his whole thing is I love to chop people up. So I'm like, who convinced him not to kill anybody? Right. So he he busts Ross out of jail and also runs across Ling, who was there again because he's a legal immigrant, busts him out too. And Barry tells Ross that she needs to leave Central immediately or risk being killed. And while they're trying to escape in these docks, Edward and Alphonse run into them. And Barry the Chopper holds them off so Ross can escape. She runs off in an alley and immediately runs in the Mustang, who just like does this little fire trick. And then you see this huge explosion from panned out. The way it was framed and the fact that Barry was sent by somebody to bust Ross out, I felt like it was all too set up. And I was like, I don't think Mustang actually killed her. Mm-hmm. Like I immediately was like, I don't, I don't, this doesn't feel right. That would make Mustang like a really cold hearted dude. And I, he seems cold, but the thing is, Fuhrer Bradley seems nice, and he's not. So, right. You know <laughs> what I mean? Nice and so they're kind of juxtaposed in that way. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so Mustang seemingly kills her with a massive fireball. Edward like comes up just as like he's standing over like a, a charred corpse wearing uh, Ross's prison bracelet. And Edward tries to attack Mustang, but he kind of punches him and reminds him of his place as a soldier in the military and that you have to follow orders. Later on, Armstrong shows up and he declares that Edward should just return to Resinbull with him to have his automail arm fixed, even though Winry's right there and he just drags Edward away before he has a chance to say anything about it. Because, you know, Armstrong's a big man. He just, right. he just yokes him up and leaves. <laughs> and then in episode 18, Edward and Armstrong, they actually arrive in Resinbull where they meet Heyman's Breda, which is another soldier under the employee of Mustang, mm-hmm. and he takes them to the Xerxes ruins. Xerxes is that like desert area in between Ling's country and Amestris. The, yeah, their their main country. What's it called again? Amestris. Amestris, right? And they discover that Ross is still alive. She's hanging out there. Mustang did fake her death in order to draw out those responsible for Hughes's murder. And after they reunite, Ross decides she's going to hang out in Jing, uh, which is Ling's country, with Fu, who was also with them. So Fu, which is one of Ling's bodyguards, and Ross head that way. But she said she would promise to come back and help them if they ever need it and send a message to Mustang to that effect. Basically, she owes him her life. So Edward explores around the ruins. He finds a damaged transmutation circle. They kind of talk about the history of Xerxes and how it may have fallen because of alchemy potentially or some kind of like legend or lore of war. 
Uh, he also encounters a group of Ishvalan refugees who are hiding out, and they reveal that it was, in fact, Scar who killed Winry's parents mm-hmm. because they were giving medical aid to all the Ishvalans during the Ishvalan Civil War. And all so, you could see was a blonde hair and a blue eye. Yeah, yeah, basically. But he, they said he had a tattoo on his arm, kind of like Scar, which leads me to believe it's Scar. Maybe it's not, but that's I, that's what I thought they were trying to say. Yeah. The homunculi, the seven deadly sins people, they send Barry the Chopper's actual human body, which they kept after they transmuted his soul to armor. I guess they put like a spirit of an animal or something in it. Yeah. They send that human body as a crazed animal to attack uh, Barry and the soldier that's guarding him back in Central. But Gene Havoc shows up and Hawkeye, again, both under Mustang's employ, and they subdue Barry's body. And then Hawkeye turns around. She's like in a perch sniping and she's attacked by gluttony. Mm-hmm. And and then the episode ends and I'm like, oh, shit. Like she yeah, I think yeah. she shoots gluttony and then watches him heal. And she's like, oh, yeah, and I'm like, Hawkeye, no, a big boy. He's big. <laughs> so at this point, Hawkeye is facing down gluttony. And I'm just wondering what's going to happen if Hawkeye's going to survive. Because people will be dying in the show. Yeah, they'll be dying. <laughs> and that is dying. where we're at. That is where we're at. Interesting uh, chunk of episodes. I liked that they kind of came back around and kind of shored up Hughes's murder. Like it kind of kept going and then there was more characters to reconcile the death. And they went mm-hmm. and visited his family again and all that. That was cool. Kind of like some in-between episodes. Nothing huge and major except for, like I said, that cliffhanger with Hawkeye and Gluttony. Mm-hmm. And obviously Mustang is staying two steps ahead of these homunculi, even though they're trying everything they can to derail him and his investigation. So I feel like Fear of Bradley is going to get involved pretty soon. Yeah. That's what I'm uh, thinking. Yeah. Not going to spoil anything, but episode 19 is one of my favorite episodes in the series. Cool. I'm looking forward yeah. to it then. Great. So I can't wait to talk about that with you. Cool, 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 cool. So yeah, that's our show. But if anybody wants to follow you, check out your recent pickups, you know, you know, see what you got going on, where, they, where can they find you at? Uh, they can find me on Instagram at GamerGoodiesMore. On Twitter at goodies underscore more. And if they want to find any of the cool stuff that I pick up that's for sale, they can go to ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. Excellent. All right. Well, if you want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Peterson AL, YouTube at MC Paper Stacks Plays, where I put up all my old Twitch stream archives. I'm Twitch streaming on a regular basis at twitch.tv slash MC Paper Stacks. Mondays, at 9 Eastern, I do Brawlers and Warriors games. I'm going to be playing the Hyrule Warriors demo for the next couple of episodes, probably, just to kind of start that off. And then eventually I'm going to finish off the story once the actual game comes out. Fridays, I'm playing horror games at 10 Eastern. Right now, I'm playing Outlast 2. My mainstream, which is on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 8, I'm playing Hades. And I'm going to be doing Miles Morales eventually down the pike, but I don't know if I'll be doing a game in between there. We'll see how that goes. All right, if you want to check us out, any future episode we put out for this podcast is going to be on Sunday, and our main hub is anchor.fm slash player2 is under the pod. You can visit, contact us, donate to the cause. You can also find us anywhere else podcasts are hosted, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Uh, if you want to contact us for suggestions, comments, questions, criticisms, you can reach us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. And if you're on Facebook and you want to join a Facebook group that I run, you can find me at facebook.com slash groups slash indie gamers. And that's that.
All right. <laughs> that is our show. All right. So uh, thanks, thanks for everybody coming out and listening to us this week, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace.